that um, let's go right away. So today's um, um, prayer meeting, prayer session we're going to have. And um, again, I, I keep on going over this, that why it's important for us to pray is because um, um, it's almost like, like breathing, right? When you breathe in, you have to breathe out. Um, nobody breathes in. No matter how much you are in need of air, you will not just keep breathing in, breathing in air. You have to breathe out at some point, right? And so it is with prayer, with the, studying the word of God and, and prayer, right? It's like breathing in and out. Both are important. Or another way to look at it is like, um, like eating. No matter how delicious a food is, when you eat, you have to drink water, else you'll choke. So when we feed on the food of God's word, we need to, you know, like they'll say in Nigeria, we need to step it down with water, right? So we step it down with liquid, sometimes soft drink or anything. Um, so we need to also step down what we'll be hearing with prayer. And why prayer is also important is because it helps open our spirits to the, to the um, activity of the Holy Ghost within us. So we are more conscious, we are more aware, and we are more exposed to the workings of the Holy Spirit. So these are some of the reasons why we pray. And corporate prayer especially is very powerful because the Bible says one shall chase a thousand, but two shall chase 10,000, meaning um, if one person is struggling to make an effort or is, is making an effort in a particular regard, when there's corporate um, unity, the effort is astronomical, right? The results we see in prayer is enormous. And I found that to be true that in a spiritual gathering, there's what, you know, in science, there's what is called osmosis, meaning that liquid or gas, right? moves from one from a region of high concentration to a region of lower concentration, or there's an exchange of, of liquid or exchange of gases, right? It is the same thing too that happens in a place of corporate prayer. There's an exchange of graces and there's synergy. So if somebody comes into the place of prayer weak, because of the corporate environment, the person will leave there strong. If the person was going to struggle to pray, right? Let's say the person was going to struggle for one hour to pray. When we come together to pray, because of the grace of God, um, present with us, that person will see results in 15 minutes or 13 minutes max, all right? And, and these are some of the benefits of corporate prayer, and that's why it's important that we belong to a, a family of believers, we belong to a group of believers at ch our church or fellowship or, 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 you know, just group of friends or family, right? That's why corporate worship is super important. So that's um, some, that, that's some of the reasons why we have uh, prayers every end of the month, right? To help us gather together and energize ourselves, strengthen ourselves, and um, we continue growing. Praise Jesus. All right, so today I just want to explain. Um, so in fact, we're going to go straight into Thanksgiving. I want to start with Thanksgiving today because um, God has been good to us, right? Think about the last one month. This is the last Tuesday in the month of, um, in the month of May. If you look at the last one month, right, you see that God has been faithful. The faithfulness of God is without any doubt. So I want us to start on that note by thanking God, by appreciating him, by, by and I want us to do this consciously, all right? Consciously, think about what God has done for you this month. Don't just say, oh, God, I thank you. Yes, it's good. That sounds like thanksgiving, but imagine if, if I come to you and say, um, I, I thank you. So I'm, imagine in Kem, I come to you and say, ah, in Kem, thank you. The first thing you're going to ask me is, thank you for what? 
Then I begin to say, oh, thank you for the shoe you gave me, or thank you for um, checking up on me, or whatever it is, all right? So it's the same thing also with God. When we come to God, we don't just come and say thank you. Thank God specifically. Thank God for the fact that you have food to eat. Thank God that you're healthy. Thank God that there's um, water for you to drink. Thank God that there is um, life. You know, I was I was speaking with my wife yesterday, and I was just explaining to her a humorous, well, seemingly humorous scenario. You know, back in 2014, one of my really, really close friends had an operation. And um, at the, after the, the operation was successful, at the end of the operation, we were, so we spoke to the doctor and said, oh, can he go now? Like, what's the next step? You know, does he need to wait and, and let the operation, um, let, the, let the part where they talk heal up and all of that? And the doctor said, before they even do that, in fact, at that point, they still had tubes passing through his, um, through his nose, down to his stomach, just funny situation, right? Um, and so we asked the doctor what next. So the doctor said that we, we are going to wait for him to pass out gas, either by burping or by farting. And that was the next thing. That once he's able to pass out gas, then we know that he's completely fine and we can begin to prepare to discharge him. And that day, it really just dawned on me that there are actually people that are in situations where they can't even pass out gas. This is something we do for free. And this is something that we probably have been scolded for doing, you know, at some point or the other. But there are actually people that are in the hospital that can't do this. And it really gave me perspective um, for Thanksgiving that day. So I want you to be really conscious and, and thank God for, for what he has done in your life. Think back at your work, think at your business, think, um, think of your family, think of your children, your husband, your friends, your parents. Think about all that God has given to you, all right? And intentionally thank him for that. Praise Jesus. All right, so to lead us in that Thanksgiving, I want to play a song by, um, by Jane Johnson. It's, most of us will know it's The Goodness of God, all right? So as I play this song, I just want you to thank God. Let the song lead you in Thanksgiving and also begin to thank God for his mercies and everything he has done for you in your life. Praise Jesus. So here's the song. Close like no other. 
to our voices and begin to thank God and sing of uh, God's goodness in our life, in our lives. Thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for his kindness. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for all he has done for you. Thank God for all he is to you. Just lift up your voice and say, thank you, Jesus. I know there are things that you are trusting God for that haven't yet come to pass, but I want you to first say, thank you, Lord. Start by thanking God. I know there are things that you probably have even tried and you failed at. I want you to just say, God, I still thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Let's say thank you to Jesus. 
bless his holy name for his kindness. Thank him for his mercy. The psalmist said, if the Lord had not been on our side, what would we have said? If the Lord had not been with us, then they would have swallowed us up. Circumstances would have devoured us. Um, uh, situations would have consumed us. But thank God for his presence. Thank God for his shield on our lives. Thank God for his protection. Thank God for his provision. Thank God because he did not leave us to, to the hands of the enemy. Thank God because he, granted, he has granted us victory in all things. Can we say thank you to Jesus? Can we worship the name of the Lord Almighty and say thank you, Lord? Father, we bless your name. Father, we thank you. I want you to be specific in your thanksgiving. Say, Lord, I thank you for my job. I thank you because I may not be earning what I desire to, but I'm grateful that I have something at least to, to hold. And even if you don't have a, a job yet, can you say, Father, I thank you because I am sure you are providing one for me. You've gone ahead of me to provide that job for me. Can you say thank you, Lord? Thank you for your for the health you've granted unto me. Thank you for sound health. Thank you because I, 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 I am strong in my bones. I'm strong in my body. I may be experiencing weakness in one way or the other, but Lord, I thank you for, for perfect health. Lord, I thank you. Thank God for your family. Thank God for your husband, for your wife, for your children, for your parents, for your sisters, your brothers. Thank God. Thank God for his shield upon you. Thank God for his hand that has never left you. This is the moment to say thank you, Jesus. This is the moment to thank God. This is the moment to offer unto God the sacrifice of praise. If there's something that you are expecting, you are trusting God for, I want you to lift up that thing in thanksgiving and say, Lord, I thank you for this particular thing that has not yet manifested, but I am assured that you have already done it. I thank you for this particular thing. It may be a visa, it may be a, a job, it may be a, a, a breakthrough in your business, it may be a, a spouse, it may be children, it may be whatever it is. I want you to say, Lord, I thank you for this thing. Because yet, though I have not yet seen it physically, but I am thanking you because you have already done it. The Bible says that Abraham wavered not in unbelief. Give me thanks unto God. Give me thanks unto God. Give me thanks unto God. Now we say thank you, Jesus. Ebrana Koreba Koliaskabatusa Matene Rando Eba Eshagaka Tula Brekes Kusantale. Father, we say thank you. We are thanking God for his mercy in our lives. We are thanking God for his goodness and his kindness. We are thanking God for all he has done. Oh Lord, we worship you. We bless your holy name. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have given thanks. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. I want us to still thank God, but I want us to thank God specifically for his faithfulness. And the reason why I want us to thank God for his faithfulness is because there are many things that we experience in our lives that if we look at it closely, we know that we actually don't deserve it. If it was based on our actions or our qualifications, we wouldn't deserve it. And in all honesty, almost everything, everything in our lives, actually, we don't deserve it. But God is faithful. And it is because of his own faithfulness that he bestows certain things unto us. All right. So I want us to read second, second Timothy chapter three, verse chapter two, verse 13. I'll just read it quickly. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 13. Right? We are again thanking God for his faithfulness. We are thanking God for his faithfulness in our life. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 13. It says, if we 
believed not, yet he abided faithful. He cannot deny himself. Let me read this from the um, from the Amplified Bible. Let me read this from Amplified Bible. Um, just one minute. Second Timothy, yes, chapter two, verse thirteen says, "If we are faithless, do not believe and are untrue to him. He remains faithful. He remains true, rather." Faithful to his word and his righteous character, for he cannot deny himself. You know what this means? Oh, well, just think about, think about, think about um, two people in a business contract, right? And one person doesn't hold his own end of the business contract, and that the fact that the, the person, um, person number A breaks the contract already gives person number B the license to also break his own contract because the first person did not keep his contract. But the Bible says that God is not like that. That even when we break our own part of the contract or our own part of the covenant, God cannot break his own part of the covenant. And the reason is not because of us. The reason is because of himself. That is, he cannot break his word. He can, and he also has to stay true to his character. So I want us to thank God for every time that God stayed true to his word. Even when we broke our own part of the covenant. For every time that God stayed true to his character, even when we did not keep the, uh, the, the, the end of our own end of the bargain. So I want us to just lift up our voices and say, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. We thank you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your faithfulness. You thank for, we thank for your faithfulness. Maybe you got a job that you were not, you were not qualified for. There are other candidates better than you. Maybe you got an offer that you know that you, they could have given you less. I want you to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. The Bible says is the message of the Lord that we are not consumed. Other people have been consumed by the same thing that we are going through right now. Yes, you may not have seen the breakthrough the way you want to, but the Bible says that it is of his message that we are not consumed. His faithfulness, his loving kindness never fails. So is that faithfulness I want us to thank God for. Some people have gone through the same thing you are going through and they were consumed. They did not survive it. But, but yet, here you are still alive and, 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 and active. Some other people have not even... Um, have been praying and have not seen what you have experienced, but God's faithfulness has brought it to you. Can we just say thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness? Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness. Think of God's faithfulness in your family. Think of God's faithfulness for provision, providing for you. Think of God's faithfulness in granting you understanding. Think of God's faithfulness in, in protecting you despite the assault of the devil, yet he has kept you. Father, we say thank you. Thank you because you are faithful. You are faithful because of yourself, not because of what we have done. You are faithful because it is your character. You are faithful because you cannot deny your word. You are faithful because you are the, you are the just God. Lord, we say thank you. Oh, we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. We thank you for your faithfulness, oh great one. For giving us understanding, for giving us such an intelligent mind, Lord, beyond what we 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 have even worked for, we say thank you. We say thank you. You are faithful indeed. Oh, for preserving our children, for preserving our wives, for preserving our husbands, for preserving our parents, for preserving our siblings. We say thank you. We say thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. 
We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, everlasting Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord Almighty. For in Jesus' name, we have given thanks. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. Amen. Praise Jesus. We're going to go to the next prayer point. But I just want to explain something before we proceed. Right? So just like the theme of today's prayer um, says, Revival Fire. Um, and basically, what is a revival? A revival is a, a revival represents um, an increase in the consciousness and awareness of God, as well as the workings of the Holy Spirit within a, a believer's life. All right. So when we say revival, this is what this is what we mean that our consciousness of God increases, right, and our awareness of God increases. Also, the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives and around us also increases. It, it intensifies, all right? And that's pretty much what revival is about. So what we're praying for, what we're centering our prayers around today is that increased increase measure in our experience with God. We, we don't want to... Yes, we, we know we are Christians, right? And we know we'll, go to, we'll make heaven. So that's not the question here. The question is how much of God are we experiencing here on earth? And that is, that's good from the... the the crux of our prayers um, tonight. Praise Jesus. So the first thing we're going to pray about is um, we're praying for spiritual encounters. We're praying that God will grant unto us spiritual encounters that will make him, make his, make him real to us. All right, let me take that again. We're praying that we're saying, Lord, grant unto us spiritual encounters that will make your presence real to us, that will make you real to us. All right? You know, there's is one thing you know, it's one thing to tell, just imagine now, you, you are trying to tell a child, don't put your hand in fire, but the, but the child is ignoring you, right? Because he's just playing around. The moment the child puts his hand in fire, he will not need you to tell him to not put his hand in fire. That experience is enough to caution him. And that's the same thing with, <clears throat> with God. You might, we might have been hearing that, oh, God is good, God is kind, God is faithful, God is great, and all of that. But it might not really resonate with us. But when God gives us an encounter that reveals that dimension to us, then there's nothing that can dispute that knowledge in our hearts anymore. So what we're praying for today is we're saying, God, give us an encounter that will make you real to us in the name of Jesus. All right, let, let, let me read two scriptures for us um, that will guide this prayer. First one is Job chapter 42, verse 5. Job, the book of Job, chapter 42, verse 5. Someone should please read for us. <coughs> Job, chapter 42, verse 5. Anyone there? Job, chapter 42, verse 5. You can read for us. All right, then, let me read. Um, it says, this is Job speaking. He says, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. So, again, remember that this was Job that God, God boasted about Job in, in chapter 1. God was talking to the, um, to the devil about Job and says, have you seen my servant Job that he's a righteous man, there's no one like him and all of that, all of that. And God was bragging about Job. But Job now came to confess that all, the, all along, all his righteousness and everything he did, he only did because he heard about God. 
but now his eyes had have seen him, meaning that now he has a deeper experience of God. And that's what I want us to pray about. Yes, we've heard about God. Yes, we've heard about the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes, we've heard about the, um, the workings of miracles. Yes, we've heard about the presence of God. Yes, we've heard about so many things. And we believe them, no doubt. We are not doubting these things. We believe them. But when God gives you an encounter, an encounter eliminates every possibility of doubts. Praise Jesus. All right? So I want, we're, we're praying today. I say, Lord, give us an encounter that will make you real to us. Okay? Um, last second scripture for this prayer point, John chapter 1, sorry, first John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. First John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Again, if you are there, please read for us. First John chapter 1, <clears throat> verse 1 to 3. Anyone there? That which was from the beginning, which mm -hmm. we have heard which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and shew unto you that eternal life, that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much, Nken. Um, from verse 1, it says, what, that which was in the beginning, it says, which we have heard. So it started by them hearing it. It says, which we have seen with our eyes. It is stop there. It says, which we have looked upon, and then our hearts have handled. So you can see that there was a progression of experience in this, in this scripture. First, they heard about it. Um, next thing, they saw it, they looked upon it, and then their hands handled. So it is that progression of experience that we are praying. And we are saying, Lord, give us that experience and that encounter that will make you real to us. And what was the consequence of this experience? Verse 3 says, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. Meaning, John was saying that what we are telling you is what we have experienced. So what qualifies us to be faithful witnesses of God is the encounters we have with God. If we don't have encounters with God, we our, our message will be watery. There will be no substance to our message. When By the time you tell somebody God can heal, the person will say, eh, I, what's the evidence? Or, except there's an encounter with that revelation. You will not be able to effectively witness to people about the realities of God. So I want us to pray about this and say, Lord, grant unto me an encounter that will make you real to me. And when I say a spiritual encounter, I'm not, I'm not saying a spectacular encounter. I'm not saying you are praying that God should send an angel or should give you a dream or should, put to, should cause you to have a chance. That's not what I'm saying. A spiritual encounter is can come in any form, right, including the spectacular ones, however, not limited to spectacular encounters. A spiritual encounter can be that you are reading the word of God and God opens your eyes to see something and it furnishes a reality in your heart. Or you are, you are in a place of worship and then God reveals himself to you in a way that you never, ever saw before. That is a spiritual encounter, all right? So I'm not just saying you are, you, are, you are praying to have a vision or see a dream. No, 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 no. I'm saying that let God reveal himself to you however he decides to reveal himself. But the end game of this revelation is that you have a, a deeper experience of God, that God is more real to you than ever before, all right? So I hope that was clear enough. Let's pray. We're going to pray this prayer for the next um, 15 minutes. We're praying and we're saying, Lord, make yourself real to us. Give me an encounter that will make 
um, yourself real to me in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's lift our voices as we pray. Remember, we're saying, Lord, give me an encounter. Give me an encounter that would make you real to me. Give me an encounter that will make you real to me. Give me an encounter that will make you real to me in the name of Jesus Christ. Just like, just like um, Job said, I've heard of thee with the hearing of the ears, but now my eyes have seen thee. An encounter that will make God real to us. An encounter that will make God real to us. This encounter eliminates every form of doubt. This encounter furnishes our prayer. This encounter strengthens our faith. This encounter causes us to be devoted more to God. Let God give you, give us an encounter that will make him real to us. Let's pray. That's our prayer right now. Lord, we are praying that you give us an encounter that will make you real to us. Um, J John said that, uh, that, that which we, we heard, we saw, we looked upon. Now our hands have handled. Our hands have handled. We have touched the texture of the reality of God. I want to pray and say, Lord, grant me an encounter that will make, me, that will make you real to me. Grant me an encounter that will make you real to me. Yes, we've heard about the, the presence of the Holy Ghost. Yes, we've heard about um, the mercy of God. We've heard about the power of God. We've heard about the blessings of God. But Lord, we desire an encounter that will make you real to me. An encounter that will make you real to us. Jadi radi kalau sabrete sekolah berak randa makus sabrakene rondo ko barak reka baka jaga ki baka raba baka da ibele ko loko barak randa barak baras ko delebe jada mana ada ku sebikasi ibarak ko nampian doski sabrak randa ko barak baka doski kapak Rada kabagoshe kada 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 k
An encounter can come in any way. An encounter can come while studying the word of God. An encounter can come while um, um in, while in the place of prayer. An encounter can come through dreams, through visions, through revelations, whichever way God decides to give us an encounter. I want us to pray and say, Lord, give me an encounter that will make you real to me. Give me an encounter that will make you real to me. It was an encounter that Thomas was asking, was seeking for when he asked Jesus and says and says, until I, I touch the, the, the hole in his hands and touch the hole in his eyes, I will not believe. What Thomas needed was an encounter, was an encounter, was an encounter. The reason why Christians fall most times is because, and, and, and they faint in their journey of life, is because there is no encounter, there is no encounter that is solid enough to keep them going for life. I want to say, Lord, give me an encounter, give me an encounter. That when adversity arises, I will not shake because I have an encounter of God's faithfulness. When situations pose themselves as threats, I will not be moved because I have an encounter of the mercy of God. I have an encounter of the power of God. I have an encounter of the love of God. That when the voice of doubt is speaking loud, I will not be moved because I have tasted. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. That is an encounter. That is an encounter. Lord, we pray for an encounter with you. That our walk with you will not be without encounters. Our walk with you will not be without substance. Our work with you will be with, with validity. Marande Shakapala. We will be with proofs. Encounters in the place of prayer. Encounters in the place of worship. Encounters when we walk with you. Lord, we pray for encounters with you. 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 Let's not just read our Bibles and, and that is the end. No, let the Bible jump into our hearts as a living word. The Bible says that the words I speak to you, their spirit and their life, that is an encounter. It is not a, a knowledge. It is not a history. It is an encounter. Spirit and life encounters. Spirit and life encounters. Lord, grant unto us encounters. That we may be able to speak like Paul and say, I know whom I have believed. We have tasted of his goodness. We have tasted of his mercy. We have tasted of his kindness. We have tasted of his grace. And I know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. It is an encounter that brings that kind of revelation. Lord, revelation, that is born out of an encounter with you. We pray, oh Lord, that grant unto us an encounter. Ragada, 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 Ragada,
an encounter with you, an encounter with you. No more dry prayer life, no more dry, dry, dry word study, no more dry fellowship. Lord, encounters that, that bring depth to our experiences, an encounter that bring depth to our revelation. We'll not just be Christians attending uh, Sunday service and that's the end. No, we'll be believers that have experience with you, that have depth with you, that we can bank on. Lord, give us and give us encounters with you. We pray for encounters. We pray for encounters. Encounters that will make you real to us. Not encounters that will, uh, not for the purpose of feeding our ego. No, 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 no. But for the purpose of making you real. Making you real. Jesus, we pray for encounters. We pray for encounters. We pray for encounters. Encounters that bring your reality into our consciousness. Encounters that elevate our oppressions to be like yours. Lord, grant us encounters. Grant us encounters that will make you real to us. We pray for encounters that will make you real to us. We pray for encounters that will make you real to us. We pray for encounters that will make you real to us. Encounters that make you read to us, O Lord. Rekabashando livra kabarako sikaya. Radabeko novana mamalandre bakur radabaka sekuta. Rekotaya, rekotaya, rekotaya. Randa gabo shatika frenes koparia. Haroski pakaresko pakata shanamagabagada. Moses said, Lord, I will show me your glory. Moses wanted an encounter because to lead the people on this journey, he required an encounter. He said, show me your glory, oh Lord. Show me your glory. It was an encounter he was craving for. I want you to pray from your heart and say, Lord, Give me an encounter. Give me an encounter that will make you real to me. This Christian journey will be boring if we don't have an encounter with God. It will be boring. Well, I mean, how will somebody stay praying and talking for one hour, two hours if there's no encounter? How will we be reading the word of God every year, year in, year out, every day, day in, day out, if there's no encounter? It will be boring. Can we pray and say, God, give me an encounter with you. Give me an encounter with you that will make you real to me. That the next time they say, let us pray, I will be praying to a Stands God, I'll be praying to a God who I know. Ikabakura mamate kosika parato kaya. Lebraga shandale kobri, radako veneskubri, reto, rata, bagadoski, rentos, ekapakwa, leka barako tegezika kataka, radabako shatabania taskamanana. Lord, an encounter, an encounter that will make you real to me. We pray, we pray, we pray. Rabato sike friska parasko sika parata. Even as a house, give us an encounter. Collectively, as a community, give us an encounter. Individually, in our lives, give us an encounter with you. An encounter that will make you real to us. La kapotia apakoti kapatoni kapate kene kolaba kuse rande kovato sika mashoka mashoka kakila mokata koreba ronde koko roteke ba. Let every doubt be dissolved. 
so that the next time the enemy, enemy brings fear into our hearts, we have an encounter that, that cancels that fear. Next time the enemy tries to bring doubts and questions our God's love for us, we have an experience and encounter with the love of God that drives away every fear. For the Bible says that perfect love casts away fear. I want you to pray for an encounter with the love of God. Pray for an encounter with the love of God. For the Bible says, oh, it says, yeah, you know this, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He can break a that the proof and the guarantee of conquering and victory and living a victorious life is the encounter of God. It's the encounter with God's love. I want to say, Lord, give me an encounter with your love. Give me an encounter with your love. The Bible says, what shall separate us from the, from the love of God? It says it is not death. It is not life. It is not demons. It is not persecution. There is nothing in heaven and on earth or beneath the earth that can separate us from the love of God. I want to pray and say, Lord, Give me an encounter with your love. As we wrap up this prayer point, say, Lord, give me an encounter with your love. Give me an encounter with your love. I want to encounter your love. So I want to experience your love. Let these doubts leave my heart. Let this fear leave my heart. Let the question of the future leave me. I want an experience with your love. Oh Lord, we bless your holy name. Father, we thank you. Give God thanks for answering these prayer points. Let us thank you for answering this prayer point because he has given us an encounter. Just as we have requested, he's given us an encounter with his love. He's given us an encounter with his, with his mercy. He's given us an encounter with his goodness and his kindness. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we bless your name. We worship you and we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. If you're with me, you can just type amen in the chat so that I know we are together. Um, if you're with me, just type amen in the chat so I know we are together. Praise Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Um, I, I want to move to the next prayer point, which is a... Okay, thank you. I can see that with me. Great. Which is a, a, a progression of the one we just prayed. You see, I found out that, and if you check through scriptures, God wants to reveal himself to us. In fact, he's, he's more eager to reveal himself to us than we are, we are eager to experience him. All right? And if you see, if you read the story of um, Samuel when he was still a, 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 a child, right, in in the temple with Eli. God called Samuel three times, but Samuel did not know it was God. If, thank God for Eli that helped Samuel that could descend and say, and say Samuel, Samuel, this is God speaking. So the next time he calls, he will answer it this way. If Samuel didn't know how to answer God, probably God would have been calling and calling and calling and Samuel would not have known that it was God. So God is more eager to reveal himself to us than we are to even experience him. But again, I found out that many times there are certain things that obstruct, obstruct us from experiencing God, all right? And you see, God is a holy God. Holy means that, holy doesn't just mean means he, he, he does good things. Holy means that he's, in a, he's separate, he's a class by himself. Meaning that if God wants to reveal himself to you, you have to make the conditions favorable for him to reveal himself to you. Do you know what I'm saying? So if God wants to reveal himself to you, you... You have to make the conditions or the, or the atmosphere around you favorable enough for him to manifest himself to you. And that's why if you check, the, if you check 
um, the book of Exodus, um, Numbers, Leviticus, you see that when God, even Deuteronomy, when God wanted to reveal himself to the Israelites, God would tell them, go and sanctify yourself, and in three days I will appear to you. Meaning that God wanted to reveal himself to them, but if they didn't sanctify themselves, then they, they wouldn't have experienced God, all right? And so this is at the next prayer point I want us to pray. And please, and please, take this prayer point very, very, very serious. Because you, from this, from tonight, or um, whatever time it is, from today, you're going to see the manifestation of this prayer point, right? And the prayer point is this, very simple but powerful. We're going to say, Lord, take away anything from me that hinders an encounter with you. All right, let me take that again. Lord, take away anything from me that hinders an encounter with you. Meaning, if there's anything that is blocking, blocking you from manifesting yourself to me, Lord, take it away. Lord, take it away. That's what I'm praying. All right? And why are we praying this prayer? Let me read two scriptures again for us. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. This prayer is a dangerous prayer, but I believe it is a very needed, much needed prayer. All right? Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. Look at what it says. Um, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Verse 2, let me just add verse 2. It says, Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, and then he went on and on to describe. My question is, why was it that it was the year that King Uzziah died that Isaiah saw the Lord? This is Isaiah the prophet, too. Isaiah, that is a prophet of God, called of God. If you read verse 1, I'm sorry, chapter 1, you see that Isaiah was legitimately called, called of God. But Isaiah did not have a particular kind of experience until King Uzziah died. I don't know why, he had to, why God had to wait for King Uzziah to die. We don't know the details. But I suspect that the presence of King Uzziah must have, must have impeded God manifesting himself to, to prophet Isaiah. And so the Bible says that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. So what is that thing in your life that needs to die so that you can see the Lord? What is that thing that needs to in your life that needs to die so that you can encounter God? For some of you, it might be pride. For some of you, it might be a particular hobby, in quotes. For some of you, it might be a particular habit. For some of you, it might be a particular mindset. Uh, your prayer point is, Lord, whatever is obstructing an encounter with you in my life, Lord, take it away. For some of you, right, if I, if I say this, let me read the next scripture I want to read for us. Genesis chapter 13. And I'll show you that for some of you, what, what may be holding you back, maybe that thing that you really, really love the most. Um, Genesis chapter 13. We're going to pray. All right? Um, Genesis chapter 13. Sorry, give me a minute. Um, verse. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 and 15. Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 and 15, all right? So it says, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, he says, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, to thee will I give it unto thy seed forever. The Bible says that when Lot separated from Abraham, then God spoke to Abraham. My question is, why didn't God speak to Abraham when Lot was with him? That means if Lot, the presence of Lot was hindering Abraham from encountering God. And it's not as if Lot was a bad person. Do you understand? And this is where I'm going to that. Some of you, it might be your relationship with certain people. 
And it is not as if those people are bad people in themselves, but God just wants that separation. So I want you to pray and say, Lord, separate me from anything that hinders an encounter with you in the name of Jesus Christ. All right? I hope this prayer point is clear enough. Um, Lord, separate me from anything that hinders an encounter with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us go ahead and pray this prayer point. Lord, separate me from anything that hinders an encounter with you. It may be a habit. It may be a relationship. It may be something you love them very well. It may be um, a, a particular pattern. It may be a particular um, a method of thinking. It may be a particular mindset. I want to say, Lord, separate from me anything that hinders an encounter with you. Ronde ke braka santa. The Bible says in the year that King Uzziah died, Ayamando ekabraso reko padagushani vregema radoskisa soko kotoko daga dakura bagashanda la bakura babaskisa ya. Lord, separate from me. Separate from me anything that hinders an encounter with you. Separate it from me. Separate it from me. Separate it from me. Separate it from me. Akakura bakashanda la bakura baskaza. Maybe it's a relationship that I have I've held on to for so. So long and I'm addicted to that relationship. Oh Lord, separate from me anything that hinders an encounter with you. If it is a mindset, oh Lord, separate it from me. Mala Rada Goshanda Mara Gosante Rebekota Kabaraku Teke Teke Teko Roko Baduskaza. For some of you, as you are praying right now, God will begin to reveal to you what it is in particular that has not allowed you to progress further in your encounter with him. And as he reveals to you, he begins to give you the grace to separate yourself from it. As he reveals to you, he begins to give you the grace to, to detach from it. And I want to just pray from every sincerity in your heart, pray and say, Lord, separate from me anything that hinders my encounter with you. Anything that hinders me from encountering you, separate it, separate it. Gangaruska, pakaruska, basa. the Bible says in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, I saw the Lord, I saw the Lord. Lord, whatever needs to die so that I see you, whatever needs to go away so that I see you, Lord Jesus, take it away. Kura baba roko bagaje rondo kubraga rababa rondo kubrega degu zaki yakaraba rondo kubregu laka brega brega suka kalabra rada baba kushada braka raba rada baba baba la zufre rondo kulogu lagi bara shanda rondo kubaga suka kaya kapara kura bagada ima gada 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 bagada baga igada boko laka baku laba kuto laba kuto rada baba kushada baba rede kulobrego bara kasusa rada baba kushada baba rada gebe getos kusaka kalabra ibra kata brega berus kuto 
Even if they desire your heart, they desire your soul and your flesh. Lord, take it away. Lord, take it away. Lord, take it away that I may encounter you. Jesus, grant me an encounter with you. Lord Rababa Shanta, take away whatever he does an encounter. Take away whatever he does an encounter with you. Bamba Mako Siaba, Vabaka de Kola Bakasukakaba, Makagada Kula Bakatakura Babakada, Rabakada Babo Shanda Babura Babaskaza, Marata Koveke to Kurabakati, Lekoko Paraku Sakapakura Bakaso, Sakako Totokula, Engagula Kabarago Jegebe, Radabago Veke to Kula Kibraka Radaga, Radaka Vego Sukala Brego Radaba, Rebakata. Lord, separate for my life. Whatever he does me from encountering you, separate for my life. Whatever he does me from encountering you, separate for my life. Separate it, separate it, separate it. If it is friendship, if it is relationship, the wrong people around me, separate me from them. Separate me from them. If it is a mindset, separate me from that mindset. As God reveals those things to you, begin to jot them down and receive the grace to separate yourself from those things, to detach from those things. Whatever will hinder you from encountering God, Lord Jesus, take it away. Lord Jesus, take it away. Whatever hinders me from encountering you, Lord, take it away. Stand. I'll take a stand for God. I'll take a stand for God that I may encounter Him. That I may encounter Him. Apokatika kaparakuto kolabras kadama sikataya. Oro shanta lava. Oro shanta lava kada. Oro santa kabaraga vreke dokolika vreko rada kusomo. Rondo kovo kolobo vreko rodosko. Rondo kovo kosudo kolobo. Rada kabago sinamama. Randa kabagila vreke skusaya vreka rata kebreka ibarakoso. Lord, take away from me whatever hinders me from encountering You. Whatever hinders me from encountering You. Ifranama. Gadoskia, Jadaba, 
Maranda kula brege de brekula kabrege brere uskulo vrakarato kushida kada brekun rundo gogo uskuzati kapara karato gogo kodobo roko gogo dokulo roko rata kuba kushaka roko vabi la kabrekun rade kujede roko vaka dokulo kapara karada kaba inga vaka dosiga kabara kumi lingri brege kula kamarando uskizapa laka kaba kura bara kabare uskonda kala bara kareba kada kada vaka jada vaka elabra kada that my life will be full of encounters because you have taken away the 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 hallow you have taken away the thing that causes an, an stumbling block Jesus, we bless your name. Father, we thank you. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Because whatever serves as, as a hindrance and stops us from, from stops us from encountering you, you are taking away. Father, we thank you. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise Jesus. All right. Amen. So we're going to go to the last prayer point, um, which again is still around this um, whole concept of encountering God, right? Um, you know, the Bible says, let, let me start from where we just, where we read last. Go back to Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13, verse, verse, um, verse 14, okay? Genesis 13, again, we'll just read verse 14 and 15. He says, And the Lord said unto Abraham, after the Lord was separated from him, he says, Lift up now thine eyes. Lift up your eyes, right? And look from where you are, Northward, southward, eastward, westward, meaning just look 360 degrees. He says, for all the land which you see, that will I give unto you and to your seed forever. So when God wanted to bless Abraham, what he did, what he said to Abraham was lift up your eyes and see. Meaning in the eyes of God, as far as you can see, you can possess. You get me? Meaning as, as much as you can see, you can, you can possess it. That is the way the realm of the spirit operates. As long as something has been revealed to you, then you own it. That's why the Bible says that the secret things belong to God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and our children. Meaning the moment they are revealed, then you own, you possess it. That is to say that in the realm of the spirit, your sight is equivalent to your possession. Meaning all that you will see manifesting in your life is, is, is dependent on what you see in the realm of the spirit. All right? And that is why our next prayer point, which is the last prayer point, is this. Lord, enlighten the eyes of my spirit. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. If you don't see things from God's perspective, then you keep on scrambling and um, um, struggling for bread when God has given you the whole field. All right? If you don't see things from God's perspective, you'll be scrambling for a little piece of, of meat when God has given you the whole cattle ranch. So I pray and say, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my spirit so that I can see. Because your possession in the, and your, your influence in the realm of the spirit is dependent on your sight. 
So God told Abraham, as far as your eyes can see. So I want us to pray and say, Lord, grant, grant me sight in the spirit. Enlighten eyes of my, of my spirit to see. Let me see things from your perspective, okay? Um, Ephesians chapter 1, I'll, I'll just quote it now. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18 says, Paul was praying and says, I pray that the eyes of your, of your understanding may be enlightened, that you will know the hope of your calling in Christ Jesus. You know the incredible, incredible riches available to us, and then you know the power that is at work in us. But everything starts from your eye, from the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Okay, last scripture I'll read and then we'll pray. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 17. Please be there, read for us. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 17. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 17. Second Kings chapter 6. Anyone there? So please read for us as we take this last prayer point. Second Kings 6, 15 yes. to 17. Yes, and please. when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Praise God. Thank you so much for that. So there was a challenge, and this servant of the servant of Elijah, of Elisha rather, was becoming to was beginning to fear. And he ran to his master and says, Alas, there are horses of chariots and everything you know, around us. And he's almost like saying, This is the end of the matter. But Elisha said to him, Fear not. And he prayed that God opened his eyes, and God opened his eyes, and he saw that those that were, were for them were greater than those that were against them. Sometimes the antidote to what we are afraid of is just revelation. Once God opens your eyes to see something, the fear disappears. Some of you are afraid of the future. What will the future hold? What, is, what will tomorrow be like? I'm planning to do this. I'm planning to do that. And um, what is going to happen? You don't know. And, and there's a bit of fear and concern in your heart. But the moment God opens your eyes to his plan for you, automatically that fear disappears. Some of you are in, are, are in a country where you don't know what is going to happen in the next couple of years because of the way things are seeming to go. What you need is your eyes enlightened, revelations to see. And what this servant saw, see, understand that this servant, when, when Elijah prayed, the, the armies that came against them did not disappear. No, Elijah's prayer was not for the army to go. Elijah's prayer was for his eyes to open. Meaning that even in the midst of certain challenges, right, if God can open your eyes, then he, then he has solved your problem, even without removing the problem. You get what I'm saying? Once you can see things from God's perspective, then you know that what you consider the problem was actually never a problem in the first place. So our prayer point is this. Lord, enlighten the eyes of my spirit so that I may see things from your perspective. Okay? Enlighten the eyes of my spirit so that I may see things from your perspective. And, and revival starts from this. When you begin to see things from, from, see things from God's perspective and see things the way God sees things, then your actions will naturally change. Your responses, your, everything will, will, will be addressed, will be changed. So I want us to pray. We're going to pray this for the next um, seven minutes. Pray that, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my spirit. Let me see things from your perspective in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's lift our voices as we pray. 
wherever you are, make sure you are praying and say, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my spirit. Enlighten the eyes of my spirit. Let me see things from your perspective. The Bible says, when men say they're casting down, we say that there's a lifting up. Why? Because we are seeing things from God's perspective. When men say there's a famine, we say, no, 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 there's harvest here. Because we are seeing things from God's perspective. So I want to pray and say, Lord, enlighten my eyes. Enlighten my eyes, oh Lord. Let me see things from your perspective. What the disciple considered to just be five loaves and two fishes, and they said, This is nothing. Jesus looked and said, This is what will feed 5,000. Lord, help me to see from your perspective that opportunities will not pass me by, that spiritual experiences will not pass me by. Rabasha, Rabaska Sandali, Randezova, Reiki, Braka Soke, Reiki, Braka Soke, Rondo Govaraga, Sutakareva, Braka Shanama, Randa Kibaka Sotokola, Brekerebe, Sunama, Randamakura Babaye. Lord, I let the eyes of my heart, I let the eyes of my spirit. Let me see things from your perspective. Let me see things from your perspective. Let me see things from your perspective. That what you see me, I po- what you show me rather, I possess. What you show me, I possess. What you show me, I possess. That as far as the eyes, as my eyes see, you have given unto me. So enlighten my eyes to see what you are giving to me. Enlighten my eyes to see what you have given to me. Gambri katako raga shaba rongo kovara gabi keso longro shive rondoskova bambri kato reba kata rada kabokonoski zaka kato koraba kashada gaba rongo gogo dogo loko paraga sunda lava reba kato goshaya gada barakuto si kaparana rada bagata kala barakata kata kabaguzamana imradebos rebo koroso randa kabaso ifra katabara rada kabako shade kete kulaki brakasko sita marato kobrake reba kata Enlighten the eyes of my spirit to see. Enlighten the eyes of my spirit to see. Let me see things from your perspective. Let me see things from your perspective. Let me see things from your perspective. Only those that saw the land of Canaan from God's perspective were able to possess the land. When the other ten spies said, oh, we are like grasshoppers in their sight, they couldn't possess the land. But when Joshua and Caleb said, we are, we can take over this land, these people are like bread. They were seeing things from God's perspective. And because they saw things from God's perspective, they possess the land. I want to pray and say, Lord, help me to see things from your perspective so that I can possess what you have already given to me. God had already given the land of Canaan to the Israelites, but all he needed for them was to see things from his own perspective and the land will be theirs. I want to pray and say, Lord, enlighten the eyes of my spirit. Let me see things from your, from your perspective so that I can possess that joy. I can possess that miracle. I can possess that healing. I can possess that job. I can possess that open door that you have already given to me. Let me see things from your perspective and lighten the eyes of my spirit. Enlighten the eyes of my spirit. 
Lord, enlighten the eyes of my spirit. Let me see things from your perspective. Let me see things from your perspective. Lord, let me see things from your perspective. Enlighten the eyes of my spirit, O oh Lord. Enlighten the eyes of my spirit, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, no longer will I see myself as a beggar. No longer will I see myself as a disadvantaged person. I see myself carrying the victory of God. I see myself carrying the wisdom of God. I see myself entering into the, the place that God has prepared for me. I see myself in the light of God's victory, in the light of the finished work of Christ. I see myself the way God sees me. I view my life the way God views me. I view that job the way God views it. I look at those challenges from God's perspective and I see that they are no longer challenges. They are bread for me to eat. Now, because it is, it has been given unto me the victory of the Lord. I declare, like Caleb and Joshua, I am more than able to take the land because I see from God's perspective. Because those that are with me are greater than those that are against me. The presence of God is with me. For the Bible says, Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. I see things from God's perspective. Lord, enlighten my eyes that I will see things from your perspective. Oh, Jesus, we bless your holy name. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you are with me, if you're saying amen, you can type it in the chat. Um, so I'll know we're together. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 amen. All right, so just we're just we're just going to thank God in the next um, one minute. Just thank God for answered prayers. So remember the three things we prayed about today. We prayed for a definite encounter that will make God real to us. Secondly, we prayed that whatever obstructs us from encountering God, let it be taken away. And then thirdly, we pray that let the eyes of understanding be enlightened so that we can see things from God's perspective. So based on these three prayers, I want us to go to God and say thank you. Thank you, because the Bible says this is the confidence we have when we approach him. That whatever we ask of him in his name, we know that he hears us. And whatever we ask of him, according to his will, rather, we know he has heard us. And if he has heard us, then he will grant us everything that we requested. So I want you to say, Lord, I thank you. Wherever I am, just say, Lord, thank you for answering prayers. Thank you for enlightening the eyes of my heart. Thank you for taking away from me whatever hinders my encounter with you. Thank you for giving me a definite encounter with you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for encounters all around us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for giving us definite encounters with you. Thank you for taking away things that hinder us from encountering you. Thank you for giving unto us eyes that see and ears that hear, that we, we, we see what, what you are showing us. We see things from your perspective. Lord, we say thank you. Blessed be your name, O Lord. We give you all the glory and we give you all the praise. Thank you, Father. 
Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we have given thanks. So one more time, Father, we are grateful. We are really grateful for, for, for stirring up in our spirits what you intend to do in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, Father, for bringing a manifestation of the things we have asked you for. Lord, above all, we say thank you. Because it is unto you who, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or imagine. Thank you for igniting your fire in our lives that we go from here as burning ones. We go from here with the fire of the Holy Ghost. We go from here with, with definite, having definite encounters with you in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, we bless you and we say thank you. To you be all the praise and all the glory. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, 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 amen. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us in the prayers tonight. Um, so just before we go, I mean, I, I just like to give people, especially after praying, I like, I like to give us opportunity to speak because I found out that in a community of believers, God can speak through anybody. And what, what God may be saying to you, right, what God is saying to you, rather, may actually be a message to to the rest of, of the believers, right? To the body of Christ. So I just want to give two people the opportunity to, um, you know, share whatever God laid in your heart while we're praying. Maybe God gave you a, a word. Maybe God gave you scripture. Maybe God impressed something in your heart. Please feel free to share with us um, so that we don't, we don't miss out of whatever God is saying amongst us. Amen? So please, the floor is open. Anyone that God has, that God is dropping something. See, don't, it mustn't, it doesn't have to be something spectacular and grand. It might be an impression. Oh, while, while I was praying, I just felt my heart so, so, and so. Or while I was praying, this particular scripture just kept resounding and um, kept resounding in my heart. You know, whatever it is, please feel free to, to share with us. All right? The floor is open. Anyone like that, please? Any scripture that God dropped in your heart? Any impression that you got strongly in your heart? Um, maybe even while we're praying, you probably saw a vision or God showed you something. Whatever it is, please feel free to share with us. We're waiting. Anyone, anyone like that? Anything that God dropped in your heart you want to share? All right. Okay, no one like that. Okay, okay. So for me, um, one of the things that really just sparked in my spirit while, while we're praying was the analogy, I don't know if you, you could hear me, I don't know if the music was too loud, but the analogy of um, Caleb and Joshua. And when they, I mean, 12 spies went to, to spy the land of promise and only two of them came back with a good report. And what is a good report? A good report is simply a report that reflects God's perspective about the matter. And so I want to just encourage us today that whatever challenges, whatever looks, you know, when, when, the, when, the, when the spies went to the land of, to the, to the promised land, they saw giants, meaning they saw people that were substantially larger than they, are, than they were at that point, all right? And um, they were afraid. So 10 of them gave reports according to what they saw, right? But two people gave reports according to what God saw. So I want to encourage you that whatever challenge or whatever circumstance you, have, you may be going through, don't give, don't re report just based on what you see. Report from God's perspective. So you might be in between jobs. You might be believing God for something. It might be a health need. It might be expansion in your business. It might be whatever it is. 
look at it from God's perspective and and give it a term it or describe it from God's perspective. Don't let the giant you see overwhelm you, all right? Because it is a it is only a giant to you, it is not a giant to God. All right. So I'm not saying that you, you will not regard this as a, as a serious matter, but I'm saying that you look at it from God's perspective. It is not a giant to God, it is a, only a giant to you. So what you need to do is to begin to look from God's perspective, and that giant will fade away. All right. So I hope this encourages someone. Praise Jesus. Okay, last chance again before we close. Anyone? Um, okay, if there's nothing that God dropped your heart, anything you want to just say, um, consent to this prayer quickly before we go. We have um, one minute. Anyone wants to share his or her thoughts before we leave? All right. Okay, so nobody. Um, that's fine. Okay, so I hope this prayer session really blessed you. Um, um, please feel free to replay this. We'll put it up on podcast as we always do. So feel free to go back to the podcast. You can be listening to this prayer session while while working, while moving around your house, while going about your duties. If you are trying to pray, for instance, and praying feels like a struggle, this is what I do personally. I go and play a message that has prayer in it. And without effort, I find myself praying, all right? Because fire ignites fire. So you listen to this, I encourage you, listen to this um, prayer session again and pray, pray this prayer over and over again. Even moving on from here, pray these prayer points over and over again and you see the manifestations in your life in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you one more time. So you be all the glory. We bless your name because we see your fire ignited in our lives from this point. A turning point just started. And we thank you for the testimonies that are bound. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Good night, everybody. Yeah, um, good night, good night, good night. God bless you. You can drop good night in the chats. Um, just so I'm sure we are all together. Good night, everyone. Good night, Idara. Oh, sorry for those. Sorry, good day for those that are. Uh, sorry for those that are outside the country. Yes, good day or good afternoon or good morning wherever you are. All right, bye everyone.